Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Happy Friday, Hope College. Welcome. You have officially <laughs> made it through your first week of second semester. And oh, I was talking to some students today, these guys among them, uh, that it feels great to be back, to get back into the swing of things. But there's also, you know, you've gone to every new class, you've met every new prof, you've received every fantastic syllabi. Yes. And, and so there's the weight of that too. And so maybe you're feeling um, back in the swing of things, but there's this thing at the beginning of a, at a beginning of a semester, beginning of a new year, where you feel like, ah, I'm hoping for a fresh start. And so just like Trigg said on Monday, and just like Matt said on Wednesday, the best place to begin that fresh start, the best place to begin is with Jesus. And that is really what we get to do in this place. Um, we get to encounter Jesus. And so I've asked a couple guys, friends of mine, Lucas Brexford, whoop, Reese Yant, yes. These guys are small group leaders, um, and you may not know that. There's, there are about 50, 55 small group leaders that lead, that, right, small group leaders? Thank you, I love you. <laughs> They lead small groups all over campus, all at different times um, through the week, and signups are live right now. I'll, I'll pump that at the end again, but I wanted to ask these guys just to first tell us um, briefly something about small group that was meaningful to them, but then I also asked them to read the Word of God today. So um, they're both juniors, they're both biology majors, they both are leading with excellence, and it's been a pleasure to get to know them. But so one thing about small group that has meant something to you, Lucas. Um, for me, I'd say it's just a constant during my week. I can always lean on it. Um, it's just refreshing to get together with guys that are striving for Jesus. How about you, Reese? Yeah, it's something I look forward to every week. Uh, it's a powerful thing getting to delve into the Word with your peers, and it definitely keeps me grounded. Yeah, it's so important, right? So I asked these guys um, to read our passage today, and then we will do more of that. We'll delve into the Word, we'll encounter Jesus, and we'll begin with that fresh start. So they're reading from John 12, verses 20 through 26. Take it away. Now there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. These then came to Philip, who was from the state of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for life eternal. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Give them a hand, please. Thank you, gentlemen, for... leading in the cause of Christ on Hope's campus. Um, if you don't know those guys, I would recommend getting to know them. Uh, so in our small groups, we do something just like we're about to do right now. We open the Bible and we ask God to help us to know him better, to know Jesus. And that's how we begin with Jesus. We encounter him through his word and then we talk about it. And as a way to enter in today and also kind of to kind of give you a taste of what goes on in small groups, um, we go by a way of uh, three basic questions. And we, it's kind of a rhythm. Every week we're asking, 
They're often worded differently, but they come down to these three questions that we're asking of the word every time we open it. First of all, just a simple one. What's going on in this passage? But then, more importantly, what do I learn? And then the third question, the most important question, is how do I apply this? What do I do with what? Why does that matter to my life? So each week, these questions, again, they might be worded differently, but they boil down to these simple questions. And so that might take some of the intimidation factor away from you if you're thinking about a small group, if you're thinking about a Bible study. It's these simple questions that keep on drawing us closer to Jesus, drawing us further in, um, further up, and focused on him. So the passage opens that we just read. The passage opens like this. Some Greeks were among them who were going to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, and they said to him, we wish to see Jesus. And Philip tells Andrew, and then Andrew, and they go to Jesus. So before all this had happened, right in the passage, Jesus had just been welcomed. Um, He had been welcomed into Jerusalem. People were welcoming with shouts of Hosanna. He was being hailed as king, and word had gotten around, and these Greeks would like to see him too. And what I might have read past, um, if I were just reading this passage quickly, it's a familiar passage a little bit to me, so I, I might have missed this thing that stuck out to me this time. So asking this question makes me slow down. And so the thing that stuck out to me is they say, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. That's a life-changing desire. That's a life-altering goal. We wish to see Jesus. What might they want? What might they expect that they're going to find with Jesus? I wonder. In a small group, you would begin a conversation there, and you would begin to ask those kinds of questions together. But whatever they were looking for, I'm sure they did not really expect what they found. And that's often how it goes with Jesus, is instead of Jesus talking about, uh, yeah, I'm going to take over and things are going to be great, he begins to talk about how his hour has come and how a grain of wheat has to die. And so now by asking that first question, I slow down to notice what I first might have missed. And then I want to ask the second question, so what does this tell me about God? What do I learn? And there's two parts of that question that I like to ask. Number one, what do I learn about God? But also, what do I learn about myself? You might be brand new to Bible study never have opened the word before, but you're just kind of exploring faith. Or you might have studied the word your whole life, and that's really what we want in a small group. People from all different walks walks of life and experience levels and faith journeys come together, and this is where a rich conversation starts, to ponder and question and ask these these great questions. So different things are going to, different people are going to notice different things about God. And they might say, someone might say, well, yeah, they they say, sir, we wish to see Jesus. And so they might notice about God, you know what? Anyone who seeks out Jesus is going to find him. All who seek Jesus will truly, if they're truly seeking, they will find him. Someone else might notice or take away that Jesus often answers in unexpected ways, which he does. Another person might have landed on the end of that passage. That's a weighty part of the passage. And they might say, you know, God works by turning things upside down. He says that the way to life is death. That's surprising. That's upside, that's different, countercultural from what we are used to in our world. His death means that I can live. So then you take that second part of the question, and the goal, again, is deeper still, deeper still. So what do I learn about God? 
but also then what do I learn about myself? And it's okay if that question makes you slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> it's actually kind of meant to make, it often makes me squirm. And I have this phrase, I don't think I coined it, but embrace the awkward. I'm an awkward person, I like to embrace the awkward. So here's what I learn about myself. In this passage, if it comes, to, it comes to light again, that left unchecked, I can quickly become almost completely, completely focused, completely uh, committed to making my life more comfortable and easy and what I like to have my life. Instead of making my life, making sure I surrender my life to God. So that comes to, I'm like, ooh, that kind of hurts. So what do I do about that? And that's the third question. How do I apply this? What do I do with what I just said I learned? The third question is the most important one. And each person is gonna be different. For each person, that's the beauty of a group too. You're learning from each other. You're hearing each other's views. But Jesus, here's what Jesus revealed to me. He says at the end of this passage, if you belong to me, you will follow me. And then I have to think, where is he headed? If I'm following Jesus, where is he headed? Oh, he's headed to the cross. So the way of a believer, if I'm gonna follow Jesus, is the way of the cross, which means I'm gonna have to die to some stuff that might, I might naturally not want to. I might have to, what might feel difficult at first, but I might have to give up things like my comfort, and my plans, my control, my pride, and even my time. And it might feel like a little like death at first, but it actually brings life. And so there's specific things this week for me, there's specific things that I'm laying down at the feet of Christ. And that's not painless. It's actually, it can hurt a bit. It can feel a little bit like death. Here's my time. I really do want you to take my time, but it is good and it is life-giving. It is the way of life, and it's real. It's the Word of God really, truly impacting me this week, like literally this week, last night, at, in prayer, I'm like, Lord, just take it. Take my time. Do what you want with it. So what we did very quickly in just a few moments with those few verses is just a taste of what you get to do in community, in small groups. You get to come curious about a passage, or maybe you feel the passage, is, maybe the passage is upsetting, or maybe it's too hard, or maybe it just creates more questions. But these simple questions will help you engage, have a conversation, and it's actually an invitation into a mysterious adventure that's limitless. So no matter how many times you read the pa passage, you'll get more. And so it will, be all, it will be intellectually stimulating, for sure, your college students, but it also will be completely spiritually transformational. It should feel, it should feel different from a discussion around uh, in your classes, all of a sudden you're in someone's dorm or you're at the campus ministry's house up in the prayer room, and all of a sudden you're gonna, talking about the real thing that's really going on in your heart. And so, like C.S. Lewis invites you, he says, come further up, come further in. Read more, study more, wonder more, and ultimately start to understand Jesus more. And one way to do that is to join a small group Bible study. And here's my shameless plug. 
when PC is ready to put it up there. Thank you. <laughs> um, so come and join a small group. If you want to join one and you've never been in one, now's the time to join. If you need a different time, you can sign up there. If you've been in a small group, continue. There's a link there to sign up for the Transform Bible Study as well as small group studying John. But come like the Greeks. They came to guys they knew were friends with Jesus, like Reese and like Lucas. And they said, hey, we want to know Jesus. That's my prayer today, is that you would come to him with questions, with great expectations, so that, so that he will speak and so that he will change your life. Go in peace. Thanks. Have a good day.